as you can see at the questions is going to be the part that we kind of really dismiss a lot of the time we focus a lot more on the essay and the narratives as well too and obviously looking at some of the past HSC papers as well too obviously to give you an idea about what text types they've used for the short answer section before too as well so this is just going back over I think I've given you a hard copy of this already too and this is obviously for each of the two days you can see so beginning on Monday the 13th you can see there is the whole area of study paper Obviously going through starting with your advanced, sorry, this is the common, common content there obviously as well too, but going through and starting with the short answers based on some kind of stimulus. In the past of the HSC, they haven't always had visuals. So obviously that's some of the, one of the ones that they used to always do. Question one always used to be a visual. It used to be an easy way into the exam, but they actually don't. I think the last two papers haven't, haven't had that. Okay, so... Obviously still study visual techniques, but it's, it, it's not a guarantee that it will be there. Uh, the next bit obviously too is your narrative, but um, I think in about two or three lessons time, we're specifically gonna look at narratives there, so I'm not gonna spend too much time on that today. Uh, into the Tempest obviously, which is our text, plus I've also indicated that you need a related text for that as well. So that's all on one day, all your area of study, so your head's kind of in the same zone. Second day obviously is your module. Um, and I think they're roughly about the same time of day as well too. And the short answers, are they sort of based on discovery types? They're all based, yes. Do you know what I should probably do then when you ask a question onto this, I should say, well now Emma's actually just asked me a question <laughs> and said, just because I, I, I don't know if I would pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, all the short answer questions are based on discovery, so your head is in that discovery kind of area at the same time, okay? Um, and obviously then as you can see on that second day, which we're kind of not talking about today, but it, you can see you only need one related text, which is for your art of travel there as well. Everything else is there for you. Got another question. Look at this. It's like taking requests. That's what everyone was asking. Yes. Um, what Wow, well, what do you know? I think I've prepared a slide for that a little bit later on, so I will talk about that one as well, too. Yes. The HSC is modelled exactly like the trial exam is modelled, so exactly what you see here. Obviously, I don't know if it's back to back day to day like this is Monday and a Tuesday. You might have a day or so in between. It's exactly like that. It's modelled exactly like that. This is going to be shared with you guys. So you won't need to do any of that kind of stuff on there. So this is slide two for anyone playing along at home. Yes. What I've done is just put last a link to last year's um, paper on there too as well. So if you really did want to look physically how it actually looks on there too as well. We can have a quick look at it if you want to just so you can see the page. So obviously now for everyone else, I'm just clicking on the 2017 paper there and you can see visually how it looks obviously with the uh, Nessa up the top there, 2017. The mod this is obviously the module paper. It gives you an indication about how much reading time you have, working time, etc. It does say, the interesting part is it does still say using black pen, but so you know. Do you recommend that we use black pen? I would, because it's the clearest thing. When, I know in HSC marking, sometimes the blue can fade a little bit, okay. uh, but the black kind of still kind of stays there. Even if it is fading, you can still read it. The blue sometimes is really, really hard to read. Um, I actually don't think I've ever really come across anyone that's written in any other colour pen. I'm assuming the HSC um, people in the room provide, if someone has got a red pen or some other colour, they would actually provide a black or a blue for them anyway. So I don't think I've ever seen any other colour for them. 
And as you can see, then obviously then it's broken down and it tells you exactly what pages things are on, obviously which section, how much it's worth, how much time. Again, emphasizing this point, which I think I've emphasized a lot of times is the fact that you've got 40 minutes for each of the sections as well, or you should allow 40 minutes for each section. You can also, yes, you can do, um, I guess like Paige was just saying then too as well, you can actually go through and talking to the obviously to the podcast here as well too. Um, you can borrow time. So if you think if you can finish it and you were really confident that you finished something within the 40 minutes, 30, 35 minutes, obviously then you'll go, okay, I've got that time somewhere else, hopefully. Assuming you haven't actually gone to the essay question and gone, right, I have to interpret this essay question and you might have used your five minutes there. So it's, it's, it really is a balancing act. You know, you're playing with your time when you're in there. Which is obviously leading into our next bit here, obviously on slide four you can see is our time management. I think that's really, really important because if you're thinking about your time management, uh, that's something that if you can manage it really, really well, that's going to cause you a lot less stress too as well because it's stressful enough trying to remember quotes, trying to remember um, what, which text goes with which one and all this kind of stuff too, but obviously trying to work out how much actual time you've got. Uh, like it says there, that is up to you. There's no one going to be at the front saying to you, now you, can, now you must start section two, now you must start section three. You do it in totally your own time. You've got to do all that yourself. It does say, like it says there, historically that question one has had a 15 mark allocation. Obviously we don't know every year what's happening with the HSC. For a long time that has happened. Doesn't mean to say it will definitely happen this time as well, but we're assuming that as well. Uh, like I says, there a question worth one mark only requires a brief answer. Don't waste too much time. A lot of people think, oh, this is a good way I can get, get into the paper and I can really start to tell them what I actually want to say. Sometimes we've seen questions like that where they've actually just put one word and they've actually got the mark for it because it answers the question straight away. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be writing any more than a sentence for a one mark answer. These days, the last two papers they've had, they've actually started with a two mark one because the ones they thought was just too easy. It was pretty much like writing your name and, and getting marks for it, you know what I mean? So they don't do that anymore. So they've actually gone to a two. Yeah, I know. They've gone to a two mark question now as well too. But like I said, even there, you know, one word at most, two to three sentences, depending on the question as well too. Um, obviously the timing as well is very important as well. I know something is very simple as well on here as well, but I talk a lot about having a watch or having access to seeing the time because sometimes you might be put right down the back of the, um, the gym and you might not be able to see the clock that's up the front. There are still clocks provided for you, but if you can't see it obviously then your best option obviously is a watch because you can't take anything else in with you and have it on your desk. Watches are fine. Just letting you know, okay, so you may have to invest in a watch. I bought one the other day for um, coaching for Lily's team as well, $9 from Kmart, a whole $9. So um, if you want to buy one, very, very simple. Um, like it says there guys, take a few minutes to plan your time according to how your marks a question is worth. So as you're going through and using that reading time, you're going, okay, I'm going to need to put this amount of time into this. That's in an ideal world, obviously. When you start writing, you may have to then redistribute that time. But obviously then as you're going through, you sh your brain should be processing and saying, okay, I don't need to spend too, too long on this. It's only worth two marks. This worth two. Okay, this worth six. Okay, I need to put a little bit more effort and a bit more time into that. Again, I think I've mentioned to you in the past as well, this is something that is really important as well, the actual specific start and finish times in there. So if you're starting the exam at say nine o'clock, very simple, you physically write 9 a.m., finish 9.40. Okay, that way it's something you can always go back to because then you can go, Okay, when did I start? Because then if you borrowed time, 
So for example, you finish that one in 35 minutes, you've got an extra five minutes on the other one as well too. So that way you're not thinking, what time did I start this? How much longer have I got as well? It's just a very, very simple thing you can do. Um, as it says there, the paper builds in intensity, which means that they really would like you to answer the questions in sequential order. When you do the module paper, it's up to you which one you attack first with that one. That's you know pretty much a free-for-all. Some people like to start with their strengths on the module papers, but with this one, it is better if you do start with short answers, going into the narrative, going into the essay. I know that's going to suck for a lot of people because they really want to get their essay in section, the third question out of the way because they'll have memorised it as well too. But there possibly could be something that you could use from the short answers. All of a sudden, the it might link to some idea in the question for the, for the essay as well that might help you out. So if you go to your essay and then you jump back to the short answer questions, you might go, oh crap, I could have put that into my essay. But again, that, that'll depend. That'll depend on your reading time. So when you actually go in your reading time, really you'll, you'll really work out uh, which order you're going to do the uh, questions in as well too. It does say sequential answering of the questions obviously progressively develops your knowledge. Obviously the idea of discoveries is in there as well too, as you can see. Um, the idea of synthesizing the ideas to clarify many and develop new meanings. So you're actually going to get something or learn something from doing it in a certain order as well too. So obviously getting something out of your short answer might help you answer your narrative, for example. It might give you an idea of something for your narrative. It might come up with some wording from the rubric or something like that in there too. So uh, as you can see there as well too, it just depends. I'm assuming most of you guys are probably going to go for the essay first, I would assume, because you just want to get it out there, out the way, but there's no, there's no right or wrong anyway. Because they're all worth the same amount of marks. They're all worth this, you should spend exactly the same amount of time on each section. Okay, section one. Obviously, starting at the start there, you can see this is how it will look. And I did show you that last um, uh, 2017 paper. And it will obviously have how, how many marks it's worth. It, it funnily enough says attempt question one. Actually tells you, you must actually attempt this question. It's, we're not just putting it there for the sake of it. You actually have to attempt this question. Um, and again, allow about 40 minutes for this section. It will say that on every section that you, that you go into as well. See, this is actually before any kind of question comes up. So it's a little bit like the assessment task. You know, it has all that other extra stuff that's on the top and you kind of go bypass it a little bit. I would not bypass it, even though you might think, okay, I know what that says. I know it's going to say it, but you never know at some point they might actually put something on there that, you know what I mean, is they, pro they probably won't, but it's always best just to read through everything as well too. Uh, it gives you a reference to the actual um, page numbers on here too as well in the writing booklet because... In the past, I think the last two years, they've actually had a separate book. They used to have the stimulus material in with the exam, but now it's actually a separate book. I think I was talking about it with you, Alex, yesterday, weren't we? We were trying to find that stimulus book. And it is a separate thing now. Like we used to do with NAPLAN? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yep, you'll read some kind of stimulus, and, it, and then you'll, you'll basically got to have the two things open there with you, which helps because a lot of the time, people were doing this, going backwards and forwards with their paper as well, and turning pages, turning pages. This way, you can have them both open at the same time. Um, this basically, you ne really need to read this section here where it says in your answers you'll be assessed on how well you, because this is how the people marking it, that's what they're looking for. This is like your checklist of what they're going to demonstrate, understanding of the way perceptions of, obviously this one is belonging, are shaped in and through text, describe, explain and analyse the relationship between language and text and context. So what they do obviously with that as well too is that is how they determine their criteria. So those are the things that will obviously 
if you haven't done any of those, you know, I mean, it's really hard for you to get any marks. And again, it goes on. Sorry, I've squashed, I've squished out that a little, stretched it out a little bit, but it's, um, you get the basic idea. This section provides three to four texts that you need to read or view, analyze, then answer short answer questions on. And again, it will give you an allocation of how many marks they are worth. For example, this one here, three, 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 and then it builds to a six. The important thing about this, which I'm gonna talk about in a second too as well, is you should still kind of treat this a bit like essay structure, like you would structure an essay paragraph. Not a whole essay, but an essay paragraph. Okay, because you still are getting, if I said if your essay is worth your 15, that's nearly a third of your marks, over a third of your, you know, of your marks, just for one question in your short answers here, okay? And as you can see, the rest of them here, obviously, too, as well. This one is three, three, three. Sometimes there's been a two and a four, and a, you know we'll, we don't we don't ever know until you guys know. We actually you know it before us. We don't get the paper till after you guys. Like we actually sit there going, oh, I wonder what it is, wonder what it is, and we actually do talk about it and we speculate what what's going to be in it. Um, but you you get to see it uh, before us anyway. Okay, here's your question. Here's your answer. Sorry, Beth. These are some of the things that you may see in there as part the types of texts that you may come across. Um, if you go back through past papers, you might see potentially some kind of pattern that they've used, you know what I mean? They might have used certain texts a lot and then all of a sudden it might not be there and then it might come back later on. There are certain texts where that does happen. I haven't actually got the time to go through and see how that is, but if you potentially have time, which I know is very, very funny, you guys don't have much time anyway, but if you do, you might want to go back through and see, okay, well, they've used a lot of this, used a lot of this. Doesn't mean to say they'll definitely not use it this time. However, it could give you a bit more of an idea because if you're going to go home and study, okay, this is a poem. Okay, how do I identify a poem? Poem's going to be in stanzas. Okay, all those types of things. You're going to do that for every single one of these. That's going to take a lot of time. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. You should have a general idea of all of them, but to know them in detail, there's some of those I probably wouldn't worry about too much. Photographs are just visual techniques. You probably don't need to, I guess, how do you know you're seeing a photo? You might see a border, for example, around it. Um, there isn't really much else, I guess, you could identify with uh, it being a photo as well too. Obviously websites, you're gonna see the web address, you're gonna see links, all that kind of stuff too. So they're the things you need to know, obviously. Um, the best thing about this though is that the text type will actually be stated on your thing. So you won't have to actually identify the, t the text type. So you just have to know what what is in that text type? Here are some other language features that could potentially be in there as well too that they could talk about. This is the short answer section again still. Um, are there any on there that you think you may not have ever come across before at all? Are they all pretty straightforward? You guys are going to get, I'm sharing all this with you guys, but if you want to take a photo, you can. It's all good. Have a quick look, guys. I'll just... Pause this for a second. Okay, so we're back on with that. So everyone's happy with those language features on there at all? Um, your basic ones you can see are at the top there, your figurative language stuff, which goes across kind of um, songs, poems as well. Your sound ones, your basic ones, going back to probably primary school there with some of those. However, I am still teaching those of year 10 at the moment, so, which is very funny. Um, I guess the interesting one about a lot of these are is that the direct speech that is in there as well too, because a lot of people get confused about how to talk about dialogue or speech as well too, and in terms of analyzing what that person's saying. So 
It could be in the form of a cartoon, speech bubble, something like that. Um, direct speech, it could be literally just from a play and someone is literally, speak, literally, literally speaking their lines. Um, like I said, we don't ever really know. The best way you can do that is obviously to go past and even just look at what were the visual texts. Your massive problem is going to be when you do go back from past papers is that sometimes there's copyright uh, on them. So you may not see what the text is, unfortunately. So there's, there's times when I think there's been some that are up to like 10 years old. They haven't actually got the... I don't know what the process is of buying the copyright or being able to actually produce it online, but they obviously haven't... The Board of Studies haven't, or NESA hasn't been able to do that. So therefore it remains blank and it just says copyright permission or not. They're not allowed, not allowed whatever, whatever, whatever it is anyway. So um, generally you'll find that with pictures, uh, anything kind of visual, you'll probably see those types of things. Um, just going on, this obviously leads into the visual literacy as well too, which I kind of did say that um, you may or may not get it, but obviously they've steered away from it because everyone went in preparing an answer ready for a visual literacy. You should still have an understanding of it but not necessarily thinking that the first question you're going to get is going to be a visual one. So just some things you may, some techniques you may wish to talk about. Obviously, there's not an expectation you talk about every single one of those. Um, a lot of these you would have learnt probably started year eight, year nine, some visual literacy terms. You know, this, these things over here, the reading paths. You, you haven't got a salient feature up there, have you, or something like that too. Vectors, you know, those types of things. But then you're getting into your kind of symbolism, your colours, colour choice as well, the layout of it obviously is, is, is important as well too. Um, camera angles as well too, high angle, low angle, obviously let... What was that one page? Mid shot, long shot, all those kind of ones, yes, there we go, there they are, yep. So we have seen that in the past through cartoons uh, zooming in, obviously they're starting with that landscape shot and zooming all the way into somebody's face. There was one probably, I think, four or five years ago that had that as well too and it talked about the types of shots, but again, you're just going to depend on what you get in front of you. Um, like I said there, generally you get th roughly three to five kind of questions in this section. This is with a common mix in the past, but again, because in the last couple of years, there was pretty much a formula of the way things would work and people would go in and they kind of know the way things are going to operate. But in the last couple of years, they haven't done that. And like I said, because you guys are the last ones going in to this type, in the HSC in this format, I'm not sure. We, we don't even know. We're even, we're even more worried. We're even more worried about how it, what actually they're going to put in there. You know, are they going to go out with a bang? Are they going to, or they're just going to stick to some formula and say this is the way things are. So we don't even know that. Um, which doesn't help you guys, but um, I guess it's so that people don't go in, people that go into certain schools where teachers may assist, assist them with their essays and they may go to tutors who may assist them with their essays and, all, and they've got those type of people who are going to walk in and just basically regurgitate something. They're going to want to steer away from that, but also too, I don't think they want you to, to just kind of go in not knowing anything either. So, you know, I guess it's that fine line between it. But as you can see on there too as well, the mix has been different most of the time, those two, three markers, which I think I showed you on a slide previously, and then this bigger six mark one, but then you can see they've distributed that now down, possibly down to a five as well. 
it's your, your big question at the end is going to be a five or a six one. And generally a five or six mark one, you're going to have to kind of contrast a couple of your texts or talk about a couple of your stimulus texts in there together. Um, and again, like it says here, we're focusing on these last question here. So if we go into it, you can see, um, I've just realized too as well, obviously that I put my slides out of order here too as well, but this is going to the section um, part three. So this is your Tempest one. The reason I put this in, because I think Alex, we were talking about it yesterday again, uh, about how two ways of going in and approaching it, whether you actually go in and kind of have an idea about an essay or whether you can actually go in get an understanding of like you're generalizing your quotes, themes, ideas, and then adapting that to the question. So method one, you can see, um, I'll just basically read it to you as you can see there, memorizing a pre-written essay. This method is a hotly debated one, but one that has been used and abused by HSC students for a long time. This method revolves around creating a polished high quality essay and memorizing it word for word before entering the exam room. All you have to do is then adapt your pre-written essay to the question by changing a few things around and inserting the thesis. So we find as HSC markers, a lot of people go down that method because they're happy that they're walking in with something, knowing something, and not just going in, getting an, an idea about their text and knowing a little bit about their text and adapting that. As you can see there, obviously there are pros and cons. You will get a really high quality essay, obviously depending on who has looked at your essay and who has edited your essay and who has given you feedback on it. Uh, little thinking is required, however, they do become a bit boring. We do get whole sections of, um, or whole piles of papers from certain schools, and it's exactly the same essay, maybe few, two or three sentences different, essentially, you know what I mean? And obviously that's because that's been taught to them and that's, that's what's gone on there anyway too. Okay, so coming back to you can see method two obviously is the preparing the quotes, themes and ideas, obviously memorizing quotes, which some of you guys might not enjoy as much. Um, themes, ideas in your text. So it's probably getting a gist more of your text, 60, 70-ish percent of it, and then kind of adapting what you know to the question as well too. Uh, this method requires students to engage deeply with their texts. So obviously if you haven't, some of you guys haven't probably read fully all your texts, that method might not be a good example for you. Method one is probably better for you guys because that way then if you only know two or three sections but you know them well and you can write a good essay on it, that could be a better option for you. I'm not saying one's better over the other, it just, because like I said, every time we mark the HSC, every individual essay is marked individually. So whether it's method one, method two, as you can see, method two there gives you the freedom to choose the best pieces of evidence to support your themes at any time. So if you know the text very, very well, you can be very selective and say, right, I'm gonna use this, I'm gonna use this. If you've pre-learned an essay, that's all you're gonna to have to, that's all you'll know. You know what I mean? It'd be hard then to break in, if you've got a better quote you wanna to try to chuck into that essay and knowing that that's a really good, strong essay, trying to fit that in, it would just feel like it's kind of tagged on like with a bit of an asterisk, you know, and then chuck this thing in there too. So method two is good for that reason, like it says there too as well. Um, however, obviously requires a lot of study and familiarity with the text and difficult to adapt sometimes, depending, I guess, on what the question is asking you to do with that one. So I guess that depends on how you are. There is no right or wrong way. There's, there honestly isn't. Don't think that I'm saying that method one sucks because sometimes you need... You know what I mean? Some people need something to cling on to uh, when they go into the HSC exam. They need to have something there ready that they can just go with. 
It also does show that you have learned something too as well. It actually shows you've got some kind of, you've analyzed something. You're not just going in with an idea about characters, themes and that stuff and then using that, okay? Okay, so here are some ways, I guess, that you could maximize those marks, obviously, in section one, like you can see too. In your 10 minutes reading time that you go through, you should be obviously thinking about your time, but you're also trying to pick up these types of things in there as well too. How is the text structured for a start? You know, I mean, that will give you an idea about, obviously, what type of text it is uh, in terms of how you can approach the question. Tone's a really important one too as well. Obviously, we know that tone, how can tone be expressed in writing? Anyone got an answer for that one? What is tone for a start? Let's, let's go back to what is, what is tone. The vibe, this sounds like the castle, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's the vibe of the thing. Isn't it like one step by the like, author and then one step by the characters? So, like, yeah, I see. Okay, I would like to explain tone. Just for Charlotte, okay, tone is the emotion that the author puts into the words. Enjoy that one, Charlotte, okay? On slide 14, Charlotte, if, you, if, if you're keeping up with me on that. Uh, and the mood is obviously just the atmosphere created. So I always look at mood as being like a, a spooky um, castle in a horror movie or something like that. That's mood. It, there isn't really, I guess it's very similar. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say the atmosphere is any different necessarily from mood. It's just the, feel, it's, it's the feeling created from the sensory stuff that's around it rather than the actual words. It's not, uh, it's not technically a technique, uh, atmosphere, but I would, I, would, I would imply more along the lines, I guess, of... You're going to see more of tone in it, you know what I mean? You're going to see more of tone because you, things... Are, if someone's angry, obviously, you're going to see exclamation marks. You're going to see things that are capitalised and stuff like that too as well. You're going to also see short, sharp sentences if someone is angry, that abrupt, you know, truncated sentences. Still with me, Charlotte? Truncated sentences? Really short, sharp sentences, because they get your attention. Truncated sentences, they get your attention. There's not, it's not just blah, 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 blah. Probably like I'm doing now, so Charlotte's falling asleep. But then if I did really sharp, short sentences, it might get her attention a little bit more. That's fine. And, every, and, and everybody will know about it. Anyone who wants to download it will know that Charlotte, yes, is getting roasted. Recommend it to your friends. <laughs> okay, so if we go on, obviously you can see that setting is obviously important too as well. That would probably be through a visual. Uh, possibly I would pick up on that too as well. You can maybe see where the um, action is. Set. For example, it could be out in the countryside somewhere as well too. And that will obviously give you an idea about the type of people that would be stereotypically in those areas as well. Um, perspective or point of view is there as well too, the character's voice and the theme. So these are things that you would start to see, not, not just through a visual, but obviously as well too, through the words that the character's saying, because there are certain phrases, you might see colloquial language in there as well too, that will give you an idea about um, the characters in there. Uh, so as you can see, these are things that you should pick up. So you're not just picking it up to read, to remember the text. You should also be doing this at the same time and trying to just file it away, you know, ready for when that question comes up so you can actually answer that. Obviously the techniques in there too as well. Um, this is an interesting one too because there are a lot of people who are going to go, right, okay, my 10 minutes is up. I can now start writing and some people will just want to write 
the answer to the question or whatever question it is on there too as well. Other people would, would like to spend maybe a minute or two to go through and actually annotate it. And some people choose to do that. We've seen, obviously, because you can't take any materials outside the exam room when they've handed them back, we've seen people that have actually handed, sorry, that have highlighted them on there. And, and um, so, for example, technique, they've gone, they've seen a technique, seen a technique, and they haven't spent too much, too long on that. You can see it's probably only been a really quick, as they've read it, they've gone and noted it, but then once they've gone, they've actually highlighted it so they can see it later on. Um, is there anyone here that would like that? What method, or you just like to? I think you, most of you guys, you, you like to just even as soon as you can pick it up, you, you're not going to answer the question. You're just going to try and identify it. And make sure I read the question. Just and to make sure you read the question. So that could even be literally highlighting the question too, as well parts of the question, as you go through. So um, again, there's no right or wrong way. Some people just they just want to get you know. Okay, you may pick up your pens now, and they're writing straight away. Okay, and that's fine as well. But this is just another way that you could. So that way you kind of go, oh, where was that technique again? Oh, here it is. Bang. It's, it's there straight away. Do they make the sound when they do it as well? Do they get chew? Yes, they do. They make that sound there. Yeah. And it will sound even better on here probably too as well. Yeah. When we get to the exam, I want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, that's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like. Okay. So... I'm not sure, I put this activity up there, but I'm not sure if we've had a, I'm getting deja vu when I put this together. I'm not sure if you guys have seen or we have done this before. I think we have, but I'm... I feel I'm, like we've done something like this Like before, this? If it's not yeah, this like, exact... We got like this stimulus, yeah. like back when we were doing the Tempest, and it was the only lesson we've ever done on narrative. Okay. And you gave us okay. that, and then you said, okay, pick a colour, I think it was grey. And then you yeah. have to write a sentence, like an entire thing, yeah, without about saying it, but without saying great. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. So you have. So this one here, though, is this as you start to scan through this one here about the text three fiction extract? Is no, this familiar to anybody at all? Like, you I don't remember get it? the whole extract. I don't remember part. Yeah, I don't remember the actual extract, but I do remember doing something like. I remember the text Text three, fiction <laughs> extract. <laughs> This blue indolent town, its cats, its pale sky, the empty sky of morning, drained and pure, its deep cloven streets, its narrow courts, the faint rotten odour within, orange peels lying in the corners, the uneven curbstones, their edges worn away, a town of doctors, all with large houses, Cusson, Proby, Gillet, even the streets are named for them, passageways through the Roman wall, the Port de Brie, its iron railings sunk into the stone like climber's spikes, the, woman come, the women come up to the that's going to sound good. The women, the women come up to the steep grade out of breath, their lungs creaking. A, a town still rich with bicycles. In the mornings they flow softly past. In the streets there's the smell of bread. I'm awake before dawn. 5:45. The bells striking three times, far off, and then a moment later, very near. The most devout moments of my life have been spent in bed at night, listening to those bells. They flood over me, drawing me out of myself. I know where I am suddenly, part of this town and happy. I lean out of the window and am washed by the cool air, air it seems no one has yet breathed. Three boys on motorbikes going by, and then the pure melancholy, first blue of morning begins. The air one can bathe in, the electric shriek of a train, heels on the sidewalk, the first birds, I cannot sleep. Sir? Yeah, it wasn't. I was just thinking, what if like you had a stimulus? Okay. 
there are times when they actually have the stimulus material that will go in really well and that's the whole point of the uh, exam building to that point so you'll read something like that and it will link in really well with a narrative or your essay you know what I mean like a stimulus for a previous like for a previous one you've had well yeah, that previous module and then you just go oh wow this, this actual stimulus is actually what I could write for the narrative a lot of people do that a lot of people would begin use part of it as their narrative they'll see it within their narrative yes it does happen because the whole point is you don't get marked down for it because the whole point is you've got to think about the people, the bottom, bottom standard students who are, should be doing studies. They need something. So that it's kind of giving them a start. You know what I mean? And again, you can't penalise them for it because the stimulus is only part of it. They've still got to write the rest. You know what I mean? They've still got to have a, net, they've still got to have a narrative structure in there as well too. Okay? So we are looking at slide 17. <laughs> And as you can see on there, highlighted in what colour green would you like that? Would you like to call that a certain shade of lime green? Uh, there are seven examples of techniques. Apple green. Let's go with Granny Smith, shall we? Let's go Granny Smith, get Granny Smith green. Um, we've highlighted some techniques on there. And obviously over the next slide, when you guys would choose to go over there, um, you'll see that there are some techniques mentioned on there. But the whole point is I was going to wait while you guys would identify these ones. Iron railings sunk into the stone like climber spikes. Pretty basic one. Oh, simile. Simile. Generally, if you see like or as, comparison between two objects. There is, guys, there is no real, because this is a common paper as well too, don't think, oh, simile, that's pretty crappy. That's a, you know, that's an that's a easy one, you know what I mean? Again, there are going to be people in standard who are going to, that's all they'll know. Those types of, you know, onomatopoeia, they'll know similes, they'll know a few metaphors, and that's it. So, being able to identify, it doesn't say to you, okay, you're advanced students, you should know the harder, the harder techniques, you know what I mean? If you can identify a simile and it's there, get you a mark. It's the area of study, yes, this, for this one, you sit the same one, exactly the same. No, 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 it has to be accessible. So the area study is common for all um, standard and advanced students. Exactly the same. But they obviously answer question three according to whatever text they've studied in standard. That parts questions one and two, the stimulus stuff and their narrative, exactly the same as you guys. There's nothing different about theirs at all. Okay? So again, they need to have something that's accessible. Well, obviously those people possibly should be doing studies, like I said, um, but they're doing standard, so we have to be able to give them a chance to. I know it sounds really bad about people that are in standard, but you guys probably know people, as I know people in standard that should be doing studies. So, um, and now I'm about to go and click over the page, and see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are my seven there. So the problem with this is obviously then you guys, as you're listening on the podcast, you'll have to click between these slide 17 and slide 18. You'll see the examples there for you as well too. Uh, it also adds a little bit about, it identifies them. For example, we've got personification, similes, descriptive language. Descriptive language, I mean, that is even more basic than a simile, but it is a technique in there as well too. So it is, a, it is something that's there. It's that sense of the town being slow paced. And it starts slow until the, everything kind of wakes up as well too, when it talks about uh, 5.45 and all of a sudden things are coming to life. Uh, sensory imagery, obviously we've got the smell. I think we had a bread in there, didn't we? In the streets, there's a smell of bread. There's a smell of air. <laughs> uh, the figurative language, personification, obviously personal pronouns, 
first person pronouns in there. When we identified some as well too, obviously some of the ones that you guys mentioned were, I'll say slightly more advanced techniques, but still not, nothing beyond what you guys wouldn't be able to talk about anyway too as well. Okay, so we've kind of looking at your basic ones on there. Okay, as we've only got a little bit of time left on this one, this is just, I thought would be something I would show you. It, it's a way some people sometimes approach the longer question in the short answer section, the one that's generally worth about a five or a six mark kind of question. So for example, you can see if this one was worth six marks, um, the statement is obviously up the top there, as you can see, then it's broken down into your technique, example, and the effect. And then for each of them, you've got technique two, and then technique three, or example, and then effect two and three. So you can definitely see how the six marks have been broken up according to this. This is a structure, this is not the structure. But whatever structure you've got, if you want to adapt, for example, if you want to do a teachable XC paragraph in order to answer the question, you could do it exactly the same way. You could use, there's PEEL, you could use other acronyms as well too. But again, you still need a structure for that question. We got a question, Beth, for me quickly? Yeah, at all? just like with how this works. Is it saying do like a statement, then three examples, and then? Is that Essentially, it is. Essentially, it is, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. cool. That makes more sense. I was like, oh, that looks a bit off. <laughs> well, it's saying the effective technique example effect. So it's actually running across. So you can see how it runs across from left through to right rather than, rather than technique down, if that makes sense. I think it's just maybe the way that it's being set out. Like that's it all. The thing about it is, it's, it's really, you can Google really lots of these online about ways to approach that short answer, but you should have some structure in there. Yes. You, you've got. T, 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 T. Why I guess it's like Teacher Black C, isn't it? Why do we have it that way too? Because obviously we know that Teacher Black C is our X's aren't. They should be E's instead of X's on that Teacher Black C. A lot of very nice debate going on now about what type of structure we should be using. And Paige would use T E E E E E E E It depends on how many you do, because the thing about it, even with even with Teacher Black C guys, sometimes I know for some of my classes I do Teacher Black C and then I actually do a double up of it. So I actually do XXX and, and more examples, so they go beyond just the naming one thing. The important part of this, I guess, is linking it back, always linking it back. So you can see there, tie this all back to the question by repeating how it proves your idea. Pretty much repeating that statement up the top. Okay? I originally did have, well, I've got about a minute or two anyway. Has anyone got any kind of questions about section one, about the exam? We've got a question here. It's 40 minutes per, per part of section one it is. So obviously you've got your short answer and then you've got your narrative and then you've got your um, discovery area of study paper, which is also 40 minutes too as well. Plus then you've got 10 minutes reading time, which I think comes out at two and a half hours. Is that for my mass, for my mass people, two hours? Plus, sorry, plus the, plus the um, reading time. But you get 10 minutes reading time. I think in the past you've only ever had five minutes reading time. Is that right? What? You still only have five, but you actually get 10 minutes. No way. For the narrative, I think you do. Sorry, for your modules, yes. Yeah, paper two, paper two, yes. Yeah. Okay, we all good?
This is Atmore signing off. There we go.